welcome to the Maddest Touches. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is Charlie Bradley. Welcome back to another episode of the Midas Touches. Last time that we spoke to you was at the end of April, before the the Guineas, uh, which was a fantastic weekend of racing. Um, we were both present at Newmarket, the Rolling Mile, another great year. I can't wait for next year already. How did you enjoy that week? It was, yeah, I mean, the Guineas, as I think I mentioned on, on, on the episode last time, is my favorite weekend of the year. And it didn't disappoint. It went exactly how I thought it would. I had a great time. Uh, the racing didn't go how I thought it would. I'm pretty sure I said that Caribus definitely wasn't going to win. So that's a bit embarrassing. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic day of racing. A lot of fun. And it's always good, good to get down to Newmarket. Yeah, it was tough, actually, the, the 2000 Guineas itself. Because we had tipped up Luxembourg quite strongly on the podcast, who ended up running a really big race, sort of held up at the back. And I thought Ryan Moore actually gave him a very good ride. And had he not stumbled right at the start, we could have actually seen our selection come out on top. But it wasn't to be. Mm. And Caribus ended up defying the odds as Charlie Appleby's second string and picking up the first uh, classic of the season. Yeah. And of course, it's worth noting that Luxembourg's now out of the derby. So... Don't know where where's next for that horse, but it's a big big shame because I think he has has or had a bright future. Yeah, and we'll be covering that next Thursday when we look ahead to the Derby at Epsom, which will be huge. I'm going over to Spain on Saturday, so I'll be uh, primed for the podcast when I get back on next Thursday. Nice, nice. Um, but we thought we'd squeeze one in for what is almost a comically bad weekend of racing i'm not quite sure what the race organizers it sometimes happens like before cheltenham you know um like yeah, two yeah. weeks before cheltenham none of the good well, horses are no out one, yeah no one ends and their um uh it seems that for no reason it's happening this weekend we've got the brigadier gerard meeting going on behind us at the moment on the on the tv which is always nice but um we can't actually watch it because we don't have racing tv on our sky you should sort that out actually you should sort it out <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe i should sort it out um anyway looking ahead to this weekend apart from me going to spain mm. um the racing you any I, any excitement for it at all well i mean my my focus is actually elsewhere because on sunday Nottingham forest playing in the playoff final at wembley where i will be in attendance and That's yeah, huge. my focus is very much on <laughs> that, that and, a, and an unbelievable. I hope it's going to be an unbelievable day. Um, I'm planning to get get to the fan park at ten in the morning. Um, no way. Game at four thirty. Uh, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> but I'm going to pace myself. You'll um, probably be quite hungover as well after the Champions League final on on Saturday night. Oh, I don't care about that. Well, if Real win, I'll be hungover because oh, I want Real. Shut up. <laughs> if the podcast listeners don't know. I am a Liverpool fan yeah. and uh, I'll be watching from Spain. Yeah. If I haven't already mentioned, that's why I'm going on Saturday. Which actually is so probably a bad place to be as a Liverpool fan because obviously you'll be surrounded by... Hala Madrid! Hala Madrid, yeah. 
uh, but no, I, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So whether I'm going to be watching Haydock on Saturday is no, I will, I will watch it. Yeah, but the racing, as you say, is not the best. It's not great, but we've got a few races that will cover. Um, we're going to be looking at the black type races, the 145, which is a listed race, the 255, which is a Group Three for fillies and mares, and the 330, the John of Gaunt, a Group Three over seven furlongs. Um, I think it's about time that we do just dig into uh, the terrible racing that's on this weekend. Um, let's start with the 145. Maybe we'll just go to you first, and then I'll have my analysis because I'm pretty sweet on one here. Yeah, I'd actually, why don't you go first? Because I'm probably going to more or less agree with you, though I do have some comments to make. Okay. Um, So my analysis of this one is essentially that, uh, you know, Clarendon House looked like quite a good horse at the the end of last season. Um, Finished a second place behind Rassel at Goodwood on reappearance. And that one comes in at at, at second favourite, five to one you've got a proven group one performer in dragon symbol heading the market having already had a run this season at nine to four which i just think is completely the wrong price i think on the day could go off 11 to 8 5 to 4 if there's positive vibes from the yard that is the starting price i think you've got form behind swayzer on good soft ground at goodwood when swayzer was tipped as the soft ground sprinter of that year starman one length behind on good to form good to firm starman's proven ground winter power in the nunthorpe only one and three quarters length and you've got them coming in having changed trainers from archie watson in a listed race it just seems like a no-brainer yeah i mean the one thing i would mention on that obviously you've slightly alluded to it there but he didn't win any of those races and like they are group ones like they're really good races but he hasn't actually put his head in front uh since that royal ascot race against campanel which obviously was quite a controversial race when um dragon symbol was was awarded second in the end um though finishing first uh past the post so i'd have a slight concern on that that point that that maybe he hasn't got his head in front in a while but no you're quite right like he is a group one performer doesn't come here with a group one penalty though um having having not won so yeah he, he's probably a class above these and i think it's shown in the fact that like if you look through future entries the only other future entries in this race are for the wokingham at royal ascot yeah and he's got three group one entries later in the year in like the july cup and all those types of races so that would suggest he's just a cut above the rest of these um, I also think the the drop back to five furlongs from six furlongs is is a positive thing as well. You know, that 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 good form against Winter Power and Swayze last last year was over five. Started out this season over six, and I think that step back again will just you know, they'll be able yeah. to light him up, go off the front and he'll just win. Yeah, in- interesting that Varian put him at six to start with. Uh he clearly didn't run a very good race there and against sort of average opposition. Um I think you're quite obviously going for dragon symbol to win here right yeah dragon yeah. symbol for me yeah i i would agree basically with that um though at a price i just put up perhaps rasel to to run into a place yeah um i do i quite like this horse actually i mean i like the connections as well they're shrewd um 
I think they've seen this as a bit of an opportunity, maybe uh, as a sort of barring dragon symbol as possibly a weak race. Uh, I think that James Doyle is undoubtedly a good booking. He he's won on this horse three times and and uh, finished second once. Last run, uh, a good second at York can probably be slightly discounted given that the the eventual winner of that fine wine uh, had uh, had it all his own way out out in front. So you know that's that's still decent form. He's beaten uh, the aforementioned Clarendon House before, as as you said. So on the prices there and what Clarendon House you say is sort of five to one, whereas Rassel, what you can get tens, maybe twelve, something like that. Twelve to one, yeah. Twelve to one. And okay, admittedly, he was uh, receiving weight there lo- that that last time when he won, but he won with a bit in hand. So uh, yeah, just as a little place bet, I might have a look at Rassel as well. Just a little but nudge, a little nudge there, but but otherwise, yeah, Dragon Symbol looks looks solid enough to go onto bigger targets later in the year. Awesome, one forty five covered. Let's move into the two twenty. The uh, Betfred Double Delight handicap. No. The 255, <laughs> the Betfred Pinnacle Stakes. Um, Cela Rossa currently has the market five to two. Climate seven to two. Noonstar nine to two. Lady Hayes eleven to two. Dialectable U eight to one. Uh, we'll leave it there. Take it away, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, I basically just wouldn't really be having Cela Rossa here, which is probably a bit of a dangerous tactic given how how good a form William Haggis is in at the moment. And it can't be underestimated, you know, when, when someone's horses are running so well, these kind of edgy favorites could sort of just go and win. But on the bare form of it, I probably wouldn't have Cela Rossa here. Um, looking down the market, I mean, nah, I was going to say Viola could be interesting given that that, that horse has actually beaten Cela Rossa, but actually basically they've faced up against each other a few times and, and Cedar Rossa seems to do better and better against that horse. So yeah, possibly a, a non-point, but I did quite like the look of Lady Hayes here for, for Roger Varian. Um, I think the horse was probably quite well you regarded. You love I mean, I know that. I know, yeah, Shada didn't run her race last they, time, but they they I do like Shada. But you like the fact that she ran in that race. Yeah, well look, I mean, he went for a group one with this this filly, so like, he clearly thinks a fair bit of her. Um, and she's run well in defeat a few times. Once at Haydock uh, on soft ground in a, in a group two against Alpinista. Um, I think this is her distance. She's had a nice uh, comeback run at Goodwood. A, a close second behind a, an, Oppen- an Oppenheimer horse for, for actually for William Haggis, ironically. But in behind there were a couple of good performers in sort of so silence please and save a forest so, you know a couple of di- and and um glenn artney is also not a bad horse so i think that <coughs> comeback run was probably all right uh and yeah i just think that um i think that here you might want to just take on the favorite and, and at 11 to 2 about lady hayes maybe that's you know maybe maybe that's your angle but but yeah it's a relatively open race i know i'd be interested to hear what you have to say about it uh, I think it's. I think that's an interesting angle. I really don't have a strong selection here, to be honest. I quite liked Noonstar last time, and she yeah, travelled well, but, but didn't find anything. Climber, difficult to say. Um, Irish Raider coming over. Cela Rosa obviously hasn't had a run yet this season. Um, and I don't think 
that the Gosden's fancy Dialectable U. So for me, it's it's a really open one. Um, I'd be happy chancing Varian's form. He seems to be running his horses quite well. Ray Dawson obviously had a great season last season, and um, I'm happy to to follow you in there with um, Lady Hayes. Like, Lady Hayes has also only got three pounds to find on official ratings. Mm. So, you know, it, it's very much not unconceivable that that she can go and do this. So yeah, as I say, it's a very very open race and. Yeah, possibly more a watching brief, but maybe a little saber on Lady Hayes, if you fancy it. Awesome. Um, let's move then to the 3.30 at Haydock, which is the John of Gaunt Stakes, a group three, which sadly is the feature race <laughs> of the weekend. Sun Ray Major, 5-2. to two. Kim Ross, 11-4. Happy Power, 7-2. Spycatcher, for High Clear, who have had such a great season so far with that win in the 1,000 guineas with Cache, 7 to 1. Lancash, 15 to 2. Pogo, 10s, 12 to 1, bar those. Um, why don't you kick it off? I mean, if you want, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, again, like, I'm not, I'm not hugely, hugely big on anyone here. I think that it's interesting. One thing I would say it is interesting that Lana Cash has been has been kept in training and gelded um, for an operation who obviously is you know a big breeding powerhouse. I think that's possibly uh, maybe a telling sign. Um, the horse is is really uh, rather unexposed and has clearly been quite a tricky one to sort of keep right, um, but has some sort of decent form in. Uh, over seven furlongs in a mile against uh, some some good horses. I mean, Ben Battle form that's really really good. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that is good form. And like, yeah, fourth doesn't sound great, but you know that Master of the Seas was in that race. Yeah. and Pogo who comes in here again. Well, yeah, see, Pogo is always a horse that I've quite liked and has been sort of constantly underestimated in his career. Um, yeah, you know, he's run some really big races at sort of quite big odds. You know, that actually new market performance behind Ben Battle being one of them. Um but he's quite hard to he's quite hard to win with in a in a big race like this or a bigger race like this. Um I mean <laughs> I may have to do it but I'd be disappointed in doing so. I did I did enjoy Happy Power's performance last time at Leicester which is obviously quite fitting given his his ownership that he won there. Yeah. Th- this horse sort of more or less refuses to win. Um and and is clearly quite tricky as well. Um has lost to uh, actually to Kim Ross among other horses, but the my my theory on this is slightly when he does win, he actually goes on a bit of a run with them. Uh the last time he won uh was at Newmarket back in October 2020 and he'd actually won his uh, previous two before that as well uh, it then happened again in 2019 where admittedly he was third race before but then had won his last two before that so like I think if you can get him on a roll he's he's a he's a decent enough horse and seven furlongs here should be right up his street and i yeah i like i think they probably thought that last race at leicester as well i think they thought a bit of that path of thunder he got punted quite quite um strongly in the market so yeah may, maybe happy power though i'm a bit reluctant to do it just because he, he you know he refuses to win most of the time which is yeah. a good thing for always trying to back i quite like the chances of kim ross yeah i mean last is winner so you know it's, um and 
Rafe Beckett brought which was the horse? New Mandate. New Mandate back from a huge absence yeah. to win at Ascot the other the other week. Um so clearly can do it. Hasn't had the best of times recently, Rafe Beckett, but he's had a few winners and um Kim Ross was really talented. Ran some huge races last year. Beat Creative Force, who then went and won on Champions Day. Finished close behind Mariana Foot, who went on that huge winning streak out in France. Yeah. Nord, also another one, yeah, yeah. who he beat at this track in the in race last race, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they had lined him up for this race mm. again. James Doyle, who clearly has had an unbelievable start to the season yeah. with that double classic win at the guineas festival and um, i wouldn't mind that one finishing in front yeah yeah and also these these uh connections rafe beckett and mark chan they obviously had a prosperous voyage in the 1000 guineas yeah. second which we tipped which we did or you did anyway 33 um, to one came second yeah almost yeah. very nearly one yeah, yeah ran a really really bold race um, um so you know these guys are clearly pretty switched on and kim ross is obviously their flagship horse it would be no surprise to see him win. Um, again, it's a, it's an open race, but I think it's just a bit telling of this card. Like nothing really stands out. No, bar, bar probably Dragon Symbol. Dra- Dragon Symbol is definitely the kind of it horse for the weekend. So priced up at nine to four over the five furlongs in a listed race, I'd say that's probably my nap of the weekend. Um, it is a it is quite a poor weekend's racing though. I mean, I even looked on the Sunday to see if there was anything going on in Ireland, and there's nothing yeah. going on in Ireland. No. Uh, <laughs> I but I guess, Ireland, I guess the focus really is on on the football and Champions League final on Saturday night, the playoffs. Maybe that's why they've done it on Sunday. Don't forget the League Two playoffs as well. Mansfield Town. Mansfield. Oh, Mansfield Town. Yeah, Port Vale, which we wrote up in our blog for Lunafy, yeah. who we've started doing a bit of work for. Um, a decentralized betting protocol so if any of you guys are into crypto or betting and you want to or sport. Not, not only bet with the house but you also own a share in the house yeah then you guys should all check out luna fi um very exciting platform that's coming soon yeah, we'll, um, we can put a link in the uh in the description on this podcast yeah let's do that i guess that's probably it for this this week i mean yeah. it's not the most exciting week and ne- you, next week's gonna be awesome with the derby do you want to just quickly catch up on what you've been doing over the past week yeah how well, was, i mean how's america i went out to america for a an nft conference uh called vcon run by gary vaynerchuk who is the world's greatest hype man he really knows how to g up a crowd of ten thousand uh white american males <laughs> Um, de- definitely didn't leave me with the strongest impression of what they're doing with web three in America, but, um, you know, just shows there's a lot of opportunities at the moment for anyone that's looking to go and work in the space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good to be back in England. I'm loving seeing the, the greenery outside from our flat at the moment and going and sitting in a pub garden last night and, and having some food with real people around me rather than just an empty city that's been decimated by COVID was pretty nice so yeah it's good to be back where, where were you minneapolis yeah minneapolis um don't go to minneapolis then guys yeah 
Well, they they also call it Minnesota, which is like the state. But they is it the state? Yeah. But uh, they ju- they uh, they just yeah, call Min- Minnesota is the state. Yeah, they all just say they live in Minnesota when they live in Minneapolis. I think it it's probably you don't want to talk about it. It was also very sadly the city where George Floyd was killed, yeah, exactly. which wasn't surprising at all because we saw a lot of the policemen and they were nasty, nasty people. Um, but anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, it's been great. It's been yeah. quick. It's, it's been, been sharp. Quick. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to be honest, that's just yeah. As we say that, that's testament to the to the racing uh, this weekend. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, we'll see you next week for the derby preview and hopefully. Liverpool have won the Champions League. Nottingham Forest will be back in the Premier League. (laughs) And uh, we'll be looking forward to the Queen's Diamond Jubilee weekend. That's all for this week. Uh, It's been great. It's a goodbye from me, Tris. And it's a goodbye from me, Charlie. Goodbye. (laughs) 